Well, you feeling satisfied now, Teddy? Because I can go on busting you up all night. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. It's Monday morning. It's a rainy Monday morning in the Northeast in New Jersey. Now, going into this season, Chris, I was expecting five or six wins, maybe seven. But our New York football Giants are three and one. I don't care how we got there. I know there's flaws in this team. But how can you not be excited right now if you're a Giants fan? I mean, there's a number of things we're going to talk about. But, man, my, my the first thought that, that's going through my head right now, Chris, is we keep saying it. We have a coaching staff that is in the 21st century and is coaching to the ability of the players on the team. And that's where I'm starting today, man. Three and one feels good. Not sure what you're thinking, pal. Well, what gets you excited the most? What gets me excited the most is Kafka. To be honest with you, it's it's Dable's ability to get the most out of these guys. That's one. But also watching what Kafka's doing on offense. All right, and he's he's you know he's utilizing Saquon and 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 they've taught Saquon to run between the tackles. But also the boots that we're seeing, you know, using Jones' legs. Uh, the, the the talent at receiver is what it is. We know. But it's the schemes on offense, the improvement of the offensive line, the fact that Evan Neal – sorry to be all over the place, dude. But no, the fact no, that Evan Neal rebounded from Monday night to have the game he had yesterday. Like, Chris, all of the above. All of the above I'm excited about. There's a lot of warts on this team. But for what they're doing with what they have, I, I couldn't be happier right now as a Giants fan. Yeah, you should be. You should be. Because, you know, I'm watching the, uh, the, the game again this morning, and – the way they just went big personnel so many times, they basically conceded, like, look, we can't throw the effing ball. <laughs> right. So we're going to pound this in all different ways in the run game. Let's see if the Bears could stop it. And if they do stop it, then we're going to have to obviously, you know, try to throw a little bit. But the game plan, and I can tell you that was the game plan. I talked to numerous plays after the game. Was, you know, we're going to use Daniel. And, and just, you know, those were – well, we'll get into it in a little bit, but we're going to use Daniel if he's needed. The option will, let's put it this way. The option will be there for Daniel if needed. Yeah. Well, Daniel saw it and took advantage of it. And then the other option was, yeah, we're just going to run Saquon Barkley all damn game. Um, and let's see if the Bears stop it, which they basically yeah. did. Yeah. And then we're going to throw in a lot of wrinkles. We're going to go large personnel. But, you know, looking at the game yesterday from the booth, watching it a little bit this morning. I haven't finished watching it, but, you know, Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, just to get what they did out of this offense yesterday, 200-plus yards, and the Bears are not a good run. Uh, I put out on Twitter yesterday, Jerry. They're not a good run defense team, right? So what do you do, dude? You run the ball. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Run it till they show that you can't run till they stop it. 
real quick, we have a coaching staff that's doing that now, right? Like so many years, Chris, how many times are we watching games going, why did we just get away from that when it was working? They don't, this coaching staff sticks with these things. They stuck, they stuck with the run yesterday because it was working. That's what's so refreshing, dude. So to piggyback that a little bit, right, Jerry, I'm talking to Ben Brennison after the game and I brought up that exact point. I said, Ben, You've been in this league a while now. A little, you know, I've been in this league a few years. How many times have you seen coordinators, you know, I'm not asking you to name them or whatever it might be, you know, get away from what you're doing well? And he just shook his head. He goes, oh, numerous times. He, he goes, going back to college, you know? Yeah. I said, well, is it, was it refreshing that you were running the ball well and Daniel's doing his thing and, and you kept running it, you know, and... You know, he basically was like, yeah, it was a dream come true, man. Because this is, <laughs> we knew this is what we had to do. Yeah. That was the game plan. And we were going to do it until they stopped it. And they never really quite stopped it. And it was amazing to me. I'll get into the Bears. It was just amazing to me how they just did not adjust. No. Um, and their ends kept collapsing. They adjusted basically one time. And that's when Daniel got hurt. Brisket came in off that slot and kind of contained. Yes. And, and then rolled up Daniel's ankle a little bit. Chris, he was fooled horribly on both boots. Horribly. I mean, it was just, just incredible. And you know what, Jerry? Who are you talking about, Briska? Yeah. It wasn't so much he was fooled, dude. It was the scheme where he had a cover. Their scheme on those run plays was the same exact play on Daniel's place. The same exact play. They went large. They went big. Paul Thomas. Daniel rolls out with the option. They were running routes with the option of a pass or a run. Right. And it wasn't so much like the, the guys that were getting fooled was Muhammad up front, Quinn, Trevor Gibson. They were collapsing on these zone reads, you know, and enabling to get outside. Daniel to get outside. Uh, when Terod Taylor was in there, get, you know, it was just remarkable how they just never adjusted to it. But – those runs by Daniel wasn't so much Brisker being fooled. It was so much he was he was doing what he was supposed to do, cover tight end coming out. And that one play I showed before, you know, Tanner Hudson's running that route. So Brisker's like looking, oh, I got to cover this tight end. And who's going to be, you know, the guys up front just was just, they, and the linebackers, they were the ones being fooled. Because when you line up big and then you pull a Thomas, right, and then you fake the Saquon, you see the bite, you see the linebackers biting, and then Daniel kicking it outside. So just right. great, great schemes by Kafka and Dable, man. And, and they were going to keep running it till they stopped it. Yeah. And, and they basically didn't stop it. Daniel was sixty-nine yards, whatever it was. Saquon went one forty-six. You know. And it's a credit to the, you know, to Dable and Kafka that, that they basically said, well, this is gonna have, how we're going to have to win this game. We don't have receivers here, you know. Yeah. And that's the, what they're going to have to basically do every week, Jerry, to try to, you know. And then he loosened it up a couple of times with Slay, you know, a couple of goal routes. And one drew a defensive pass interference that Slayton probably should have caught anyway. Should have still should have caught it anyway, yeah. And then they, they tried the other goal route with Slay, Darius Slayton. You know, Eddie Jack uh, Eddie Jackson makes a great play, but you know it's another ball. Slayton's got to come back and play defender and try to try break that up. Do something there, man. Right. So you know, but they loosened up a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and they did what they had to do. Jerry, look, um, we figured this was going to be a 
a tight game and they took advantage of a turnover, the Giants, you know, turned into a touchdown. Uh, they actually scored a first half touchdown, first time since last <laughs> December. Yeah. Um, went up 14. This time they let, they let it halftime, the defense. But, and the story of the game, too, Jerry, no question about it, was the defense holding the Bears to field goals. Yep, no touchdowns. Yep. You know? So when you hold teams to field goals, it gives you a chance, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and if they would have had two of those four red zone, you know, or two of the three or one of the you know, you, the Giants might lose this game. So yeah. credit to the defense, too. And you had Ward made some big plays, too, that one sack and fields down there in plus territory. And, and, you know, and Wink's unit keeping them out. And these guys are dropping like flies, man. Love leaves early, you know. Um, yeah. With concussion. There was injuries all over the place yesterday. It was remarkable. So we'll get on the injury front in a little bit. Um, but they did. Look, Tate Crowder was very active. And Tate Crowder, he is what he is, but he was very active. I thought Jalen Smith did a few good things for them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but getting back to the offense, just very good schemes by Dafka. Uh, Dafka, listen to me, I'm doing a combo here. Kafka and Dable, you know. No, that's good. It's like J-Lo, Dafka. (laughs) (laughs) Or not J-Lo, like Benefer. (laughs) Combine them. And Jerry... Just quickly, just to stay in the office, I just want to make one you know, one other point. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, um, look, we all know he so at times when he had no run blocking at all, he could dance a little too much. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was yep. guilty of it. Wouldn't put that foot down on the ground at times. He just hit it up there and tried to get three yards when there was nothing. Mm-hmm. He tried to make plays. He was getting frustrated. He had nowhere to run. He was getting hit when he ran the ball. But how's Saquon Barkley doing now? With an offensive line that could actually run block a little bit. Um, they were running gaps. They were running zones yesterday, inside zones. He ran outside the top. He had a couple stretch runs. But most, a lot of it was gap running or inside zone, in between the yep. tackles, putting a foot down on the ground and getting up in there, seeing that hole. I mean, Saquon Barkley has been unbelievable. And anybody, you know, I, I've actually seen people question his toughness over the years. Oh, you know, he doesn't really want to get hit and... And all that stuff. The only thing I've ever criticized Saquon was that, you know, he just danced too much at times. He did spin. He did a little some yeah. spin moves to try to get some extra yards and all that stuff. Yeah. But dude, nobody. I mean, never questioned his toughness. Um, that was, and that way, was a knock on him coming out of college too, Chris. There were people who said he's not tough enough to run between the tackles. Yeah. A lot of people said that. Yep. Yeah. Well, how, how's he doing running between the tackles this year? And, and that's another thing, right? You, know, you talk about what Dable is able to bring to the. <laughs> Dable can bring to the table. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he, look, this reminds me a lot of, of what Coughlin did for Tiki Barber, the, the fumbling problem. Like, Barkley didn't have that kind of a problem, but Barkley danced too much, and he needed to gain more, I think he just needed to gain more confidence in both himself and the offense. That Look, we have, a, we have an offensive scheme here that's going to work if you just listen to me. Him running between the tackles, and and finally, like, the, the, almost like, you know what, the big plays will come. You saw it Monday night. You saw a 29-yarder yesterday. Just run straight ahead, get two, three tough yards, and once, you, and, and once the holes open up, you're, you're going to get those bigger explosive plays. I, look, I keep saying it. If he stays healthy and keeps doing this, I don't care what anybody says. Call me a buffoon. I don't know how you let this guy walk away. Maybe they feel differently, but the way he's playing right now, I mean, he is the MVP of the offense. He's doing, he's Mr. Everything. 
Yep. And he's playing the game the way we want him to play it. He's running between the tackles, running tough. Yeah, you know, Jerry, it helps when you receive a handoff and you're not getting blasted right. after you receive the handoff. Yeah. You know, it, it helps when you have some holes. Yeah. You know, it, it helps when guys are getting some push up front. Um, and that's what the Giants did yesterday. And that includes Brennan, and that includes Glowinski and Feliciano. And Andrew, Andrew was just blowing people away up front at times. And Evan Neal was playing well until he got, you know, and then he had to come out in the second half. Yeah. But credit to also um, Tanner Hudson, Bellinger. Yeah. Downfield crossing too, buddy. And Chris Mark. You know, yeah. Because uh, they went 13 a lot. All three tight ends played over 50% of the snaps. Yeah. That was the game plan. And mm-hmm. it was executed pretty good. They ran for over 200 yards, you know, 230, whatever the hell it was. Whatever. I think it was I think it was 262. Hold on, I got it right here. Um 262. You're right, Jerry. They ran for 262 yards. Yep. And when you run for 262 yards, dude, the chances are yeah. you're going to win that game. And yep. you know, you're going to have the time of possession and all that. Um so uh Daniel, you know what's funny? Um we talked about, you remember uh, years ago, Daniel, and I, and I was texting you from the first training camp how fast Daniel is, right? Mm-hmm. And Ben Brennison said to me in the locker room after the game, he goes, you know, I didn't realize how fast Daniel is. He goes, until I got, you know, when I got here, he goes, man, is, man, can that guy run? He went like that. He is real fast. You know, I said, yeah, yeah no, dude. I said, I said to Brennison, I said, dude, uh, his first training camp here, obviously before you, I said, his first training camp here, he ran in a zone read. He took off in the open field, and I couldn't believe how fast he was. So, yeah. you know, they're use, utilizing Daniel, the option of Daniel running. You know, they're giving Daniel that option. And Daniel, Jerry, man, I saw the play develop a few times last, yesterday. Yeah. What? Yep. No, I, I'm holding my arms up while the play's happening. I'm like, these are going to be two scores. I Both mean, plays. all you saw was the green in front of him. Yeah. And it was like. Go ahead, Dan- you know, everybody was like, go ahead, Daniel, you know, and boom, Daniel, no hesitation. I'm taking off, you know. Uh, and Tanner uh, Hudson, both times downfield blocks. Very yeah. nice, man. Both yeah. times. So uh, Daniel did a hell of a job. And he wasn't actually, he obviously only threw the ball 13 times. It wasn't excellent to much, as we all know. But that was the game plan. And uh, that's something the Giants are going to have to do a lot because they just don't have the receivers. I mean, Galdi, you know, very quiet again. Yes, I think he was talking at once. Maybe whatever. Well, he hurts his knee. He's out. Slayton went on some deep, you know, they sent them on some goes, and you know, Sills would have dropped yesterday, and you know, I I, I know, you awful, know, awful drop too, yeah, dude. I know it was awful a good drop. store. Yeah, it's a first down drop. You know, it's a first oh, down man. drop. And, and and by the way, Chris, running short of the sticks on another play. Mm-hmm. Come on, get past the sticks, David. Then turn around. So you know, David Sills is a nice story, but he, he's a training camp story. You know, he's not really, right. you know, he's a guy that when teams start game planning and the speed of the game and regular season shows up. It just doesn't quite meet yeah. that challenge, you know. And Richie James, you know, is their best receiver right now with Shep out, you know. So, um, and then, if, you know, uh, I don't know how to get into that Tony kid. Forget yeah, but you it. know what, though? I, I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, is there – look, it is what it is. But are, forget how about forget Tony? Do you, Are you hopeful that Wandale can add anything to this? Because sure. I just – I would love to see Jones have one – Chris – Real quick, yesterday, the leading receiver on the Giants was Dan Bellinger with 23 yeah. yards. The second highest was Tanner Hudson with 17. I, I would just love to see Daniel with one wide receiver who's somewhat reliable now that Shepard's out. One wide receiver who's not only reliable but can also make a play. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting literally all of my hopes in Wandale Robinson. 
I, I, I can't rely on Tan- – Kadarius Tony has taught me I can't rely on him at all. So if he plays, I guess it's a bonus. But I'm, I'm now forced to look at Wandell Robinson as maybe the guy who can ignite this passing game a bit. And I know he's a rookie and small, but that's what we're down to, Chris. That's what we're down to. That's what you got to hope. I mean, I, I expect to see Wandell next week in London. I think he'll be back for that game. Uh, and that's yeah. what you hope. You hope you get some play for him from the slot, maybe some outside snaps, and he can provide some first downs and provide some chunk yards for you. And that's what we're down to, bro. You, yeah. It's him and Richie James, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what you're down to. And tight ends as far as the passing attack. And just one receiving weapon is going to open up more room for Bellinger, too. Like, I'd love to see what – I'm, I'm ecstatic with what Bellinger's brought to the table as a rookie. It's very hard to come in as a tight end. He can, he can block well. He can catch the ball. He can get open. And, look, they're, they're doing a lot of plays design where he is open. But I would love to see just what a receiver can do for him and stretch the field and, you know, make him a little more dangerous rather than just – right now he's the most explosive player on our offense, which is insane. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I Jerry, love just, to see these guys And just there. quickly with Bellinger, you know, there's some place he's open and that flat and all that. But, dude, he's selling. Yeah. He's selling the block and release. Okay? Yeah. you got to sell that. You can't just, you know, half-ass, a half, you know, Bowman's yeah. arm. And, you know, you, he's selling it well. I'm watching him, and, he, and he's selling it well. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's a credit to the tight ends coach, too. Andy Bischoff, I mean, Bischoff, because, you know, you know, little things in this game. You know, little things. You got to be technically sound. You know, you got to fool the defense. You got deception. And they're doing that little block and release well. You know, getting these guys out. Tanner Hudson did it once yesterday, too. Yeah. You know, um, so that's, it's, it's a credit, you know, to the coaching staff. You know, he's just a rookie. And, and looks, and look, I, I had a guy tell me in training camp with Bellinger when I was asking him about, you know, what do you think? You know, progress. You know, and he was like, "Oh, this kid is raw." I mean, I, you know, I, I had a guy tell me that he was like, "This kid's raw. We got to really work with this kid. We like yeah. him, but you know, there's a lot of stuff we got to work on." Him. You know, his hands, technique was the biggest thing. You know, uh, Daniel's come a long way. Uh, Bellinger has come a long way uh, from opening from the first day of camp, Jerry. I can tell you that, man. Yeah. Um, and you, he's rounding into a real solid tight end for them. You know, a yeah. real solid. Uh, will he be a, yeah, I could bang it up in the seams tight end like Bavaro used to and all that? Ah, not quite. We'll see, you know. But that's going to be part of his expansion in his game, too, down the road. But what he's asked to do right now, he's doing well. And, you know, and, and he's a great dude, too, bro. I mean, just yeah. a great, talked to him all the time in the locker room. He's just a great dude who wants to work and wants to be very good at this level. A uh, guy who told me that he was a little intimidated before that Tennessee game. Playing against guys he saw on TV until he had the first hit, and he was like, oh, "Wait a minute, I can play this level." And he's getting that confidence now, you know. Yeah, and, and they're doing a good job with him. Can I ask you a question? What was the reaction to Saquon's 15-yard spin screen pass in the press box? I mean, did everyone just was everyone just shaking their heads after that? Because that was, I mean, that was an I thought it was an incredible play. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he was, they had him behind the line. He spun out. Yeah. Jones runs down the field, throws a block, and he gets the first down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we've seen Saquon. It was – you just shake your head and go, oh, man, look at Saquon again. It was one of those type yeah. deals. Because yeah. we've seen Saquon do stuff like this. Remember the yeah. Eagle game years ago, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen Saquon. You know what? A lot of people, you know, talking amongst themselves. You know, they're more impressed with Daniel getting out there and throwing that block too, making sure he tried to yeah. throw that block in. Talking to Saquon in the locker room after the game, that was the first thing he brought up at that play. The first thing he brought up was like, "Well, did yeah. you see Daniel? You know, Daniel. Nice. You know, 
yeah. uh, out there. And uh, well, that's the type of kid Saquon is. But that was the first thing he did say. It was like, uh, yeah, Daniel got out there and he showed he was made of. You know, he's yeah. out there trying to throw a block. He actually did throw a little block. You know. Yeah. So uh, look, it's Saquon's doing Saquon things, bro. Yeah. Saquon like things. You know. Uh, so. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. I just want to stay on the receivers for one more minute. Uh, what Slayton showed yesterday, though, and this is why it's so frustrating with him, Chris, is he has the speed to stretch you know, the, the defense, and he's really the only guy right now that can do that. So when he dropped the ball, I, I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, yeah, it was pass interference, but, geez, you catch that, you're probably walking into the end zone. And then the frustration on not really contesting the interception was annoying, right? But this is why we're it's frustrating with Slayton because he has the speed to, to kind of get this done. Chris, Kenny Galladay has, it looks like he has nothing left, right? And and yeah. I, I'm, if Tony and Wandale come back, I mean, are we going to get to the point where Galladay may not even be active on game days at this point? Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, wow, that that's, look, that's a possibility, man. That's a possibility. Yeah. It is. You know, um, if they have the six receivers, like he likes to dress six, so whatever that six might be. Man, uh, uh, Wandell Slate, you know, this, uh, that's a tough call, and that's a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility. Look, he did it with Slayton, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, I know he's making $72 million and all that, but, you know, I think Dable's kind of making made it known. I don't care what your price tag is or what you're making yeah. contract-wise. You know, if I don't feel you, you fit in this game plan, you're not going to play. That's something else that's refreshing, and you brought that up in your article. It's, it's the best players play and the most prepared players play. We don't care how long you've been in the league. We don't care what you're making. I uh, just wanted to bring that up. That was a, a good job by you on that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Stable's philosophy, and he seems to be sticking to it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, down the road, if Wan, Wan, like I said, I expect Wandell back. We'll see if Slayton could actually, you know, contribute a little bit. And obviously, Tony's the big X factor. This kid could, get, get on a, uh, could ever get on the field. So uh, yeah. that's a possibility, dude. I'm not going to – I tell you what, I'm not going to count that out. One, one iota. Yeah. All right, let's do, let's jump to the defense because um, overshadowed. I think overshadowed a bit by the performance of Barkley and the really no panic attitude of of Jones going down, Tyrod going down, Jones coming back in, Barkley running the Wildcat. Overshadowed by the coaching as well. But look, man, Tay Crowder, I, I wrote did his best Harry Carson impersonation yesterday. <laughs> I'm in no way comparing them, but I mean, yeah, you know, guy had 11 tackles. He had a, a sack. He uh, another quarterback hit or pressure. Um, you know, Dexter Lawrence played probably his best game as a giant and seems to be getting better. Mm. You know, there's things to be excited about on this defense. There are, there, again, there's flaws, but you know, some of these younger guys are really playing well or, or coming into their own. Um, I, I think Wink, look, I think Wink smelled a weakness up front yesterday with the Bears offensive line. They, who, came in the game, you know, allowing 10 sacks and a lot of hits and pressures. And um, I think he smelled that double A gap blitz weakness. And I think uh, he did an excellent job exposing that. Tay got a sack on that, on an A gap blitz. Yep. They got some pressures. I think Tay got a, a hit on that too, a quarterback hit also and a pressure, whatever it was. Um, so I, I think they did a good job scheme-wise as far as, it, you know, seeing that. Um I thought they let Justin Fields run a little too much. Like he had, sometimes he had some open space, and I, I thought they would kind of 
mirror them up a little bit, like kind of spy them up a little bit more. They didn't. It looks um, like they started to later with Jalen Smith a bit, I, but a bit. you may you you see better than me there. Yeah, there, they, so. a few plays in the second half. It seems like they did a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so as far as the guys look, Dexter Williams uh, Lawrence is a guy um, that I said is going to make the Pro Bowl this year. I think he's going to have a Pro Bowl year, and I think he's on that path, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, he just dominated up front yesterday. He dominated, you know, yeah. a couple sacks against the run at times. He was just blowing most of her up up front, you know, at times. And, and so he's having a real solid season, man. His first four games have been real solid. Yesterday, obviously, was his best game. And like yeah. you said, maybe his best game as a giant, you know. Yes. Maybe his best so. game as a giant. And then, you know, the, the loss of Leo Williams is huge. Yeah. Um, so I thought... Um, Thibodeau yesterday was more active. She yes. to be shake, she to be getting that, some of that rust off. And I thought that was a very heads-up play by Thibodeau yep. because when Aziz had the sack yesterday, m- most players thought it was an incomplete pass. A lot of guys stood around, you know. And he really wore an urgent to get to that ball. But it, it kind of looked like it was, you know, Fields' arm went forward and the whole deal. And Thibodeau was all over it. You know, Thibodeau, you know, got the fun recovery. Um, so that was a good job by him, man. You know, he's a rookie, dude. You can see him like kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, not whatever, but like, you know, thinking it was an incomplete and all that. But he was all over that recovery, man. You know? Yeah, he was active. And I, I be honest with you, Chris, I couldn't believe no one ran after it. To me, I, I was like, that's a fumble. And before I saw the replay, I'm like, that, that, that ball came out. And then, and like you said, Thibodeau jumped on it. And it was awesome. Yeah. But it was good to see Ojolari do that as well. And I know he, he hurt himself yeah. at the end of the game on how serious it was. We'll get into injuries, uh, like you said. But just to see more guys get at the quarterback and again dude the, the the bears offensive line is what it is but i i think the frustrating part early on uh was the was fields running and the converting of third downs and long third downs the one was inexcusable on, on the screen pass where everybody blitz he just drops it off and then they i think he ran for like uh 25 30 yards and got the first down but outside of that like you said they kept him out of the end zone they're very active you know, um, and, and I wanted to say something else yesterday. I don't know if you noticed this. And maybe it's something that you see more than I do. But there was a time in the second half where um, Wink sent three on third down. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what the hell is this? We're, we're dropping guys back, Wink? Like, is that him? Yeah. Like, he, just, yeah, go ahead. No, he kind of sent three and had that fourth guy kind of hovering around the line, like in a spying mode. And then he sent them, you know. Um, but right. yeah. I was just glad he didn't send seven at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you see, I mean, you know, when we talk about Wink, you know, I, I you know, we kind of talked about, about, hey, there's going to be times you're going to be like, Wink, come on. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, prime example on that screen pass. Yes, totally. I was like, like oh, come this, third, is what we, this is what he meant. What was it, third and 20? You know, It was, it was long. Yeah, it was over right, 20 right. or more. Yeah. Like, like, you know they're going to call screen, dude. You know, you, do you think Fields is going to take a shot or whatever? No, you, let's put it this way. There's a high probability that they're going to be throw a little screen out there and see what they pick up a chunk and make it a little closer for a punt. And I didn't want to get the first down out of it. Yeah. You know, you send the linebackers bl- and it's like, Oh God, wink, what are you doing that for? And 30, you know, they're going to chance they're going to call, you know? So right. uh, that's, that's one of those like, Oh, wink type plays, yes, you know? Totally. Uh, you know, the plays, yeah, they rushed it three times. I think one time they did rush just three. Um, one other time I think they had, I think it was Jalen Smith was hovering around and then he came and all that. But, um, <laughs> hey, you know, 
it's weird to see that at a wink, right? <laughs> I was like, whoa, we that. sent three. I mean, we're so used to seeing it for so long, just us rush three mm-hmm. when we want to blitz. Seeing it the opposite, it was kind of refreshing. I was like, oh, look at this. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. send three. Let's see what happens. And, and you, you, know what, you know what's weird, dude? It was actually a few times they played zone yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And even when I see them playing zone, it's like, I look like a wow, that's weird. You know, you know <laughs> yeah, one right. time, they were actually in a cover two, but I remember one time it was like, and I covered three, you know, uh, you know, which is, you know, man, you know, uh, it's kind of man, you know, kind of, it's an off man and with the safety yeah. of the pie. But, but even that, it's like, you're so used to the man press and, you know, one guy man press, the other guy a little off man, uh, basically, you know, and all that. So it's weird, man, but you see a zone. When I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, man, that's, that was actually a zone. It's strange with Mondale. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a question for you about one player in particular. Um, McKinney's playing closer to the line of scrimmage and he's making more tackles. At but times, do, yeah. you, do you feel that, that that's kind of taking away his playmaking ability a bit by not playing deeper sometimes? Uh, I didn't think about that till yesterday. So I'm just like, you know, we have no interceptions and the yeah. guy, I don't know how many he had last year, five, whatever it was, six. Yeah. I just thought, is this taking his playmaking away a bit? Well, it's taking away his opportunities. Yeah, sure. Like he was yeah. playing that center field a lot last year, you know? Yeah. He's not playing it as much this year. He's up at the line a lot. You saw Belton playing at, a, uh, at times yesterday when he came in with Love left. Um, and, you know, they have they have McKinney doing all kinds of different things. He's a big kid, and they're going to use him up to try to get that run going, you know, stop that run in a box at times. Yeah. And, look, yeah, when you're not playing that free safety type, you know, that center field type defense with him, yeah, you're not going to get as many opportunities, dude. Man, I think you've seen yeah. that so far in the first four games, you know. Yeah, I just don't know if I like that. I, I Yeah, you want him – he's a great yeah. tackler. Um, he's aggressive. It's just I feel like we're taking that away, and, and maybe that was more valuable. But, look, I'm, I'm nitpicking here. We're 3-1, and one and we expected well, to Oh, you know what now. it is, Jerry, is that they're just not a good inside linebacker run-stopping team, and they need McKinney a lot up front. Yeah, that's a good point. As you see, you know, they give up a lot of yards on the ground the last few games, you know, um, yeah. and that's why McKinney's needed. And, and I mean, there's no question that's why they brought Landon Collins in today for a workout. What you do know? you think? What do you think of that? Well, I don't know how much Landon has left. We'll see. We'll see right. if they if they want to sign up. But that's definitely because Landon was basically a linebacker in Washington his last year. Well, wouldn't it be funny though if that's if we brought him back and and we he, we put him in the position where we said, yeah, we said this six years ago. This is kind of where he should be. A yeah, bit of irony you know, there. You know, he was. Yeah, I mean, you know, what Landon is now is basically just that hybrid safety, yeah. you know, and that's what, you know, you see that's what Belichick's doing with Peppers up up in New England, too, you know, you just just down in that box and playing that hybrid role. And yeah. they, they, I'm sure they looked at Landon out there and said, let's get this guy in here. Let's give him a look today because we yep. need all the help we can get in stopping yeah. this run, you know. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, look, do I think it'll be a little bit better as we move forward when Leo gets back, Jerry? Yeah, I do. I think it'll be mm. a little bit better. But, you know, but it is what it is right now, and we'll be interested to see if Landon sticks today. I don't know how much Landon has in the tank, but we'll find out, man. He's, he's in for workout as we speak. So, Before we get to injuries, can we talk about special teams a bit? <laughs> uh, look, they made you a mean play. The jinx, at, you mean the jinx I put on Graham Gano? That, that I part? did the same thing. I was writing it, Chris. I'm like, thank God. For, <laughs> and then I thought, i got to rewrite this. And not rewrite <laughs> it, but I had to take it out. Um, I did the same thing. And that's what happens when you have somebody who you think is that automatic and he misses. You're like, whoa, whoa, where'd this come from? But let's talk about special teams, right? Like they made a great play at the end of the game that the, the Scottish hammer drills a 59, would you call it a satellite shot? Um, and he <laughs> man, fumbles. Was that, and, man, was that ball high, dude? 
Yeah. Go ahead. Right. I mean, and, and, and Brightwell recovers, but look, I don't, I don't want to see Gary Brightwell bring the ball out of the end zone anymore. Just kneel <laughs> because he doesn't have the speed. There's no block. The blocking's not there up front. He's getting pummeled at the 15 and he gets taken down at the 17 or 20 concede, go to the 25 um, and, and, and get that over with. And, 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 and the Scottish hammer, look, I love that he boomed that ball at the end of the game, but I, I want to start seeing a little more directional from him, like kick it inside the 20 out of bounds, especially with the, the fact that our, our coverage teams are struggling a bit. And like special teams, they, they made a big play, but with the Gano miss, it just seems like, uh, you know, every week now it's becoming a little bit of an adventure with this unit, dude. Yeah, Dan. Look, they're not playing well. I mean, they had a penalty. Um, I think it was Pinnock. He stayed out. He ran out of bounds. That, yeah. you know, they, then they, what happens is that uh, Matt Aberflus decides to take the penalty, and then and they picked up about 15 yards yeah. when they repunted. You know, yep. can't have that, bro. Um, yep. They also, Richie James had a fumble punt. Yes. Yep. You know, uh, Gano misses the 37 yarder. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not getting on Gano. The guy's been unbelievable. I'm just saying, but still, we're talking special teams. So they had some mishaps again. But it would have clinched the game, right? Right. I mean, you know, there's there's no last play there at the end. You know, that crazy last play. <laughs> Fireworks going off. Now, from what I understand, it's a little bit of a bad snap. I don't think Gano was happy with the hold and, and the wind and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it was a big miss that could have, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So once again, you know, like you said, in Brightwell coming out, they're gonna have to look at somebody else returning kickoffs. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brightwell, they they gave him a look. He's had it. He hasn't had many because most kickoffs are out through the end zone. But he had two yesterday. They he took out, and they were negative. You know, you got to when you take them out of the end zone, dude. You got to get back to the twenty-five at least. Absolutely. When you, when you get to the seventeen and the nineteen or twenty, whatever the hell it was, yeah. You know, that's that's negative. That's negative. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you don't want to go negative when you could start the twenty-five because you're in the end zone. You know. Right. So that, I, I think I could see the Giants, maybe, you know, you know it is Jerry. You know, Richie James, is, he's the top two receiver, man. He's too valuable. And you can't really have him returning kickoffs, too, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, I, it's unbelievable. I know. I, I, know. I, I see you Slayton. Can't. I see Slayton in practice, and I see him in pregame warm-up. I see him getting a lot of looks returning punts, you know? Because the, I'm sure the feeling is, hey, listen, we really need we need Richie James here, bro. You know, like, how much could we, you know, risk him here with these punt returns and all that stuff for, the whole game, and now they can't even look at him as a kickoff returner, probably because he's so valuable as a receiver. So they're gonna have to give somebody else a look because Brian just like you said, he just he danced a little bit in that one return, you know, a little bit yeah. east to west instead of north south. So um, I could see them, I could see them giving somebody a look this week. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, injuries again. Seems like a weekly thing, but yesterday was um, and, and Kayvon didn't even know that Love was hurt. I don't know if you saw that interview. When they brought up Julian Love to Kayvon, he goes, Julian's out? Like, he was like, wait, what? So, um, you know, they, they suffered a bunch. Uh, obviously, the big one is Daniel Jones' ankle. Uh, look, Tyrod Taylor gets a concussion. So, I, you know, we're going to see the, the Davis Webb show uh, next week. I don't know. But um, I, I will start with, with Daniel. How did uh, – early sense, dude, do you have any idea or any, any opinion on that one? Yeah, my early sense is it's not a high ankle sprain. It seems to be a low, low ankle sprain. Uh, I, yeah. Obviously, I saw Daniel, um, and I asked him, you know, how he felt, you know, how he felt, and 
And I, I could tell the way he answered me. I think he thinks he's going to be fine. Okay. Now, it was weird, Jerry, because I saw him, like, you know, flex his leg. And he went to the sideline after he got rolled up on in that sack, you know. Mm. And he was running really well. Like, he was on his sideline trying to run it off. He was running sprints. Yeah. Yeah. And he was running well. I thought for sure, dude, he was coming back in. I got to be yeah, honest they, with you. They taped him up, and I saw it. They showed it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, watching him, you know, watching him uh, on the sideline with my binoculars, and I'm watching him run, and I'm watching his face, you know, I'm zooming in on his facial language, and I thought he was coming back in. He wanted to come back in, uh, but yeah. Dable said, no, you're, you're staying out. So, obviously, Ronnie Bonds or something, told him, listen, he, this ankle's twisted up pretty good. And then when he had to come back in, you know, Saquon, was, he was basically lined up outside except for a few snaps, and Saquon was still running the offense. Hmm. So they didn't have much confidence in an ankle, you know, yesterday. And we'll see. But it seems to be a low ankle sprain, which is obviously much better than a high ankle sprain. Yes, yeah. And I think he'll work it out. Now, I, do I think he'll be 100% um, for Sunday? No, but I think he will play. That's my initial reaction today. I think he will play. Hmm. Uh, yesterday, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm an issue actually. I said, yeah, he should be all right, you know. And then today, you see today, um, I think he'll be good. Now, obviously, a big part of his game is his legs, you know, right. and especially their game plan. I mean, they're scheming with his legs, you know. Right. Uh, how much that will affect him in London next week, I don't know. We'll see as the week goes along. Yeah, but I'd, you'd rather have an, uh, a 60% Daniel than 100% Davis Webb. That's my, my belief. Well, sure, you know, that's. You know, Davis yeah. Webb is a third, you know, he's a right. practice squad guy for a reason, you know? Right. And uh, Tyrod Taylor, man, he got blasted in that play, dude. Yeah, he's calm. you got to be smarter than that. Like, he dove head first at the guy. Like, oh, man. come on, man. We need you, Tyrod. Don't do that stuff. And I don't know if you saw it, too, man. When the ball came loose, somebody came in trying to recover the fumble, too, and blasted him again in the back end of the Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So he got like a double whammy yesterday, Taylor. Yeah. And he got messed up pretty good, man. I, um, I think he's going to be all right, but I don't, I don't, it wouldn't surprise you if he's not cleared protocol, Jerry, for Sunday. Because yeah. he got blasted pretty good, man. And, and watching Tyrod come in and look and look and look and find nobody, then throw a pick, it's almost served as validation for Jones for those who doubt Jones. Um, that For those who doubt that, you know, it's, it's, all, it's on Jones, right? And I, don't, I think that number of people is less and less every week because of the receiving core. But in a weird way, it was almost like, look, this validates that Jones – what Jones is seeing, guys. No one's open. Tyrod comes in, throws the pick, and then on other plays, it seems like he was running, right? So, you know, just to see him come in and, and, and do what he did, it's like it, it, it validates the fact that the receiving core on this team is severely lacking. But um, other injuries, Neal left the game, yeah. uh, didn't come back. Glowinski left and came back. But yeah. what's uh, what do you got on Neal? Anything? I, I saw him after the game. He says he's all right. Yeah. You know, it seems like he, he, he's okay. We'll see. You know, um, mm. uh, Gowinski, like you said, he was limping pretty good in the locker room, but he's a tough, you know, he's a tough dude, man. He came back. Yeah. And, you know, he told me, he goes, yeah, no, nah, he goes, there's no way I wasn't coming back, you know. Yeah. But sometimes these things linger, you know. Next day you wake up and it's swollen or whatever it might be. So we'll have to find out, you know. Don't wake. I expect Gowinski to come play, though. He's a, he's a big, tough dude, man. And, um, you know, he looks like he just came out of a mountain. You know, he looks like he's, like, <laughs> He's cutting logs in a mountain, you know, up in the mountains of Oregon or something during the week. You know, he's he's that type of typical offensive line. Iron Maiden shirt. Immediately. Oh yeah, you said that. I saw he that immediately too. became one of my favorite offensive linemen. I saw that Maiden. I was like, dude, Maiden. What, what, what's up? That you know. So, uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, other injuries like Julian Love, uh, he seemed to be pretty talkative after the game. Um, yeah, I saw he was pretty active on social media. He talked so. I got I to gotta ask, are you lighting a candle for Julian? Julian, <laughs> he prayers are up. Prayers up for Julian. We all know that. But uh, yeah. I can see him being cleared. These are okay. tricky. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I can see him being cleared. Uh, Daniel, I think, you know, it's going to be a sore thing. A sore ankle during a week. And and we'll see if he gives it a go next week. Well, we're not going to know. They're actually practicing Wednesday at the facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find mm-hmm. out more then. Obviously, we'll see how he's moving. And they're actually, which I thought... They wouldn't. I thought they were going to fly out Thursday afternoon, but they're actually practicing at the facility Thursday. Yeah. Um, then they're going to fly out Thursday night, uh, do a little light workout in a stadium in, in London Friday, a little light walk through Friday, a little walk through Saturday. So they're going to get the heavy load in Wednesday and Thursday at the facility and then fly out, you know, and uh, which teams seem to be doing more and more now with these London games. They seem to be flying out a little later and later. I remember years ago when it first kicked up, teams would fly out that Tuesday again. Get yeah. used to the time, practice, spend the, the whole, spend the whole week there, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's what the Giants are doing this week. I got the I got the media schedule yesterday, and I was like, I was a little surprised. I thought Thursday wouldn't be at the facility, but it is, and then they're going to fly yeah. out. So we'll find yeah. out more how you know how guys are moving. Uh, judging by the way Leo Williams and Wandell Robinson uh, looked on the field last week, I expect to see both of them in London. Great, Gadarius Tony. Well, you know, um, I, I just can't give an answer. I don't know. Yeah. And that's the feeling around this building is, well, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You know? I mean, anything with Tony is like, it's like asking, was there a second gunman on the grassy knoll? Like, yeah, I, it's all a mystery. Who the hell knows? Yeah, get we don't hands. know. You know, yeah. uh, I've never heard of a hamstring that get, that's getting worse and worse and worse as we move along instead of getting better. Especially when you're not playing. But, Right. Yeah. Nice. So, but we'll see. You know, oh, real probably. quick, one more, one more. Ojolari. He hurt another calf, a different calf. Yeah, you know? yeah. He it wasn't the original calf that kept him out. He actually told me that. He says, "Yeah, I kind of aggravated my other calf." He goes, "I should be all right." He was limping a little bit though, but he didn't seem concerned about it, Jerry. Ooh. He was laughing with me and we'll talk about the end, talk about the play. He didn't seem concerned about it, but you know, he's going to be, I'm sure, limited this week, yeah. at least Wednesday, and we'll see. You know what happens with him during the week. Yeah, I think even Thibodeau got. Did he shake? Did he have a little something going on too? That I re, that I see. I didn't see, something, but I thought I read. But that. he said he's fine. I, I forget okay. what it was. Yeah, I forget. He, there was something with Thibodeau, but it was overshadowed by the six other guys who uh, came out Oof, of there. Yeah, like team. And then uh, Galde, he left with the knee too. Oh my God! What do we do? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so Galde, how will know. the how will the market react? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Hey, yeah, uh, you know that was another guy. It just, it, it seemed like it just, it just, the hits kept coming. You know, Chris, I got one more question for you, and I'm, it's going to be, it might be an annoying question for you because you, you, you kind of hit on it on Twitter the other day, but I'm going to ask it again. The big boy part of the schedule is coming up, so you got Green Bay, <laughs> Baltimore, and then you got away Jacksonville, Seattle. Like they could totally lose all four of those, or go, you know, two and whatever. They no record of that other than four and zero would shock me. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. He'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. Um, if they're 5-3 and three on the 29th or 30th, whenever that Seattle game is, the trade deadline's November 1. And it's like, look, this team's improving. Jones looks good. We still need a receiver. 
could you imagine any scenario possible that they would make a move? And I understand, I agree with you on your tweet where you said, I don't see it. But I'm thinking, like, if they're five and three, and it's like, ah, you know, what do we do here? Could you possibly see something or no? What? Bringing in a receiver, a veteran, yeah. or, or yeah. trading for one? Trading for one. I, I, I guess, but Jerry, you know, you can't give up. Well, what are you going to get to? Uh, yeah, it's going to be some team's third receiver or. Okay. Well, uh, look, could they trade? You know, but you, what are you going to do? You really want to give up a draft pick? You know, for, no, I don't. I don't want to give up a high draft pick. That's it. No, you're yeah. not giving up no high. I mean, nobody's yeah. giving up. Nobody's giving up that type of receiver anyway. Yeah. Um, could you trade for a guy that's not playing much somewhere? Dude, call me crazy. Call me craziness. All right, but because I know it's going to be, they'll be asking for a lot and joke. But dude, would you call the Jets about Denzel Mims? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Douglas is going to be like, oh, we want a three. You know, and they're not going to give up that, you know. But I, I tell you, man, I mean, look, and if you think, you know, we all know, like, Joe Shane could give a crap less about the Jets-Giants. He traded up with the Jets in the draft, so he has no problems dealing with the Jets. Right. I, I'm just, you know, Denzel Mims is buried. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Denzel Mims <laughs> would be the number one receiver on his team immediately as soon as he came here. By default, yes. Uh, think about it. Denzel Mims, if he came here, would be the number one receiver on the Giants right now. Right now. I mean, that's ahead of Richie. You know, as soon as he gets worked in, I mean, Tony, forget about him. We don't know what the hell we got in him. Shep's gone. You got Richie James. And who else? So, uh, what I'm saying, I'll be 1A at least. <laughs> He'll be 1A. So, I would, I tell you, man, I'd be curious to see, you know, but the thing is that they're going to be asking, you know, he's on a rookie contract, Mims. Um, we have so a guy on a rookie contract. Who? His name's Darius Slayton. Yeah. They yeah just, just need changes of scenery, guys. That's all. I, I'm just saying, I, I, you look, I, he's buried over there. Um, and uh, then he's not even active, right? I, I, I would give the Jets a call to see it, but I'm sure they'll be asking for way out of range that the Giants would want to, would want to uh, spend, you know, would want to swap with Jeff. No, I'd pick it all that stuff. But <laughs> I just I asked you because look, they're three and one, and I admit my imagination's starting to run a little wild. I know I'm going to be slapped back to earth the next two weeks, but right now we're three and one, and better than I thought we'd be, uh, way better. So um, I figured I'd ask you that question. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about for yesterday? I think we covered a lot. Um, no, so 14-9. And... <sighs> Bears, they hold the Bears 304 yards. I'm looking at the stats here and, uh, yeah. and fields. Heard a little bit with the legs. and No, nah, that's about it. You know, So Giants with 262 yards rushing. Incredible, right? Especially when, yeah. especially when the team knows you're going to run the ball. <laughs> that, that was the, and that was the thing at the end of the game. I mean, I, look, he didn't go crazy, but he was getting positive yardage at a time when, you know, everyone, they're running the ball. They're running the ball. And he still was able to kind of move the sticks. Barking. Yeah. So, yeah so. And a uh, nice uh, nice addition Breed has been too, dude. Nice nice change sure. of pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, I, you, you know, he gives you that speed, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so, but, hey, look, it is what it is. 3-1 now to go in to play the Packers. Um Come back home against the Ravens, and then go out on a two two game road trip against a Jacksonville team that you know didn't turn the ball over a lot yesterday. Might have pulled got out of Philly with a win yesterday, and then a Seattle team that's born again here with Geno Smith somehow or another. Go figure. 
So a lot of tough games coming up, um, but you break it down by quarters. I was talking to McKinney about this yesterday, Xavier, the locker room. Um, you know, I know it's 17 games, but you still break it down by quarters, you know. Um, and, you know, I said to Zay yesterday, I said, you know, nobody, I mean, Zay, there would be nobody that would have the Giants 3-1 and one after a quarter, no matter how you got there, you know. Right. And he said the same thing. He goes, he goes, that's what it's all about. He goes, look, we break it down by quarters too, and that was our goal to be three and one. You know, um, he like he said, he goes, I know nobody would believe that. <laughs> he goes, and nobody, I'm sure, ever thought we would be three and one. And I laughed at him. I said, say, you know, I'm not gonna bullshit you, dude. There's nobody thought you guys would be three and one. <laughs> so it's a credit, and he said too, and I think he said it <clears throat> in his press after. You know, it's a credit to. Everybody in the organization, the players, um, because like I said last week, Jerry, oh, I'm sorry, two weeks ago against Carolina, that um, they, they were losing games like this in the years yeah, past. Right. And now they're finding ways to get a stop, hold teams to field goals, get a big turnover, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all that to win these games against teams in their weight class, you know? Yeah. Because they were losing games against right. teams in their weight class right. the previous, like, about last nine years. All right? I forget yeah. about 16 for a second. You know, <laughs> basically yep. the last nine years, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, but now they're winning these games against teams in their weight class, um, games that they were kind of shooting themselves in the foot and losing. So, yeah. um, now, when they play teams out of their weight class, like basically like Dallas last week, um, it's been more of a challenge and all that. So, like next week, obviously they're playing out of their weight class with the Packers. You know, it's not going to be land ball; it's going to be neutral field. Um, so we'll see as this moves along. But three and one, bro, and um, I think Dable. It's a credit to Dable Wink, the coaching staff, and the players buying in and busting their You know what? Yeah, it's it's such a pleasant surprise, and let's uh, let's keep it going, man. Um, I keep saying, like, I really think we have the right guy in Dable, and he's proving it week after week now. It's four weeks in. Good challenge by Dave yesterday, too. Good challenge. Yes, right. It was. Yeah. Great challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a good timeout. I like the way he used his timeout once yesterday. And, you know, so. We're a professional out- outfit once again, Chris. I mean, it's awesome. And he's proving it week after week now. And it's four weeks in, and the returns are in. Like, this is, this is an A right now. He's. His grade is an A or an A-plus for what he's doing with this roster. So, um, All right, we'll come back later in the week, guys, and we'll preview the Packers-Giants game. And enjoy 3-1. and one. You guys all deserve it. You guys brought the noise, too, yesterday, man. I was loud watching it on TV. It was a very loud stadium. And I could not be happier for Giant fans right now because of what everybody's been through. And uh, prayers up for you people in Florida, you Giant fans in Florida. We reached out to a few of them already yeah. just to see how they're doing. and. God willing, most of them are doing pretty well. At least the ones who follow us, but that was insane. So, Yes, sir. Yep. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.